Hey guys, this is Travi Pie from It's Funny You'd Say That Podcast. I did not record an episode this week because I do not feel great. So currently I'm sitting in my living room watching my wife cut food up to pieces and listening to my son yell things. So anyway, uh, I'm reposting uh, an episode I did um, with It's Really Not That Serious podcast and I hope you guys fucking enjoy it, fuckfaces. Uh, also, uh, one more thing. My son has never broken any bones in his whole body. And uh, my wife is always convinced that every time he stubs a toe, foot is shattered. And um, so, I, nope. And uh, I just want everyone to know, is she overdramatic? Sure. Does she love our child? Of course. Alistair, say your podcast sucks. You don't want to say it? Your podcast sucks? No podcast. So the podcast is good? You don't like the podcast sucks? What do you want? I know what he wants. Hey, dude, we're recording this. I was trying to send a message to everybody. Will you just say, listen to the damn episode? Will you say, listen to the episode? No. All right, apparently you're not supposed to listen. I think I'm just going to re-fucking record this. All right, fuck faces. Never mind. Actually, we're going to keep this one. Enjoy the episode. Give me some water. I'm thirsty. Bitch, you're beautiful. How's it going? Good. I we got done at work, and I have to stay here until a truck shows up from Seattle. So I'm going to be here until probably midnight. Oh, that sounds not fun. It's you know I don't mind the overtime, but when I know that I'm not going to be doing anything, it makes staying at work more aggravating. Oh yeah, I bet. That sounds really not fun. Did you just hear a l- really loud noise? No. Okay, maybe I just... Okay. Um, <laughs> something outside of my work, I think in the warehouse across from us, made the loudest screeching noise, and it startled me. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know <laughs> what the hell that was. But anyway, all right, let's... Sorry, let's keep going. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go off the list so the first thing i wanted to talk about was the show euphoria yeah yeah so what do you know about euphoria so like because you said that you've never seen it but like what do you know about it i know that tom holland's girlfriend is in it yeah Um, zendaya yeah i know that she apparently is fantastic in it i have heard the backstory of her character Uh, i have also heard that it makes you not want to have children because (laughs) of the explicit nature of the show and uh, having my son uh, and having been a teenager a long, long time ago, it doesn't necessarily 
motivate me to want to watch the show that much. <laughs> I was I was wondering how good it was. And then they, the podcast I was listening to said it makes you have anxiety about having kids. And I'm like, oh, cool. I have that constantly. <laughs> so <laughs> do I want to add more to it? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. So <laughs> do you like but... it though? Um, okay, so when I first heard about this, my friend was like, oh, you should watch this. It's about this girl who's, like, in high school, and she's go through drug abuse. Oh, yeah, trigger warning. We're going to be talking about um, drugs and stuff in the show and spoilers, maybe. So, yeah. Um. Anyways, he was like, you should, you should go watch it, and it's such a good show it's about like this girl and her journey of drug abuse and so I was like okay so like a week later I saw it and I was like okay I'm gonna and this was like literally after the second season came out and so I watched the first episode and it was the most disturbing show I've ever seen like the first episode I was not prepared for no (laughs) they didn't give you a trigger warning the show yeah um it just said this is for mature is for mature audiences and yeah it was like this is going to be talking about drugs and stuff like that but no there was like a lot it was a lot more than you thought it was going to be yes like i i didn't know i if i would if I was going to watch the rest of it, because the first episode is really, really, really disturbing, but it leaves you on a cliffhanger. So you have to like watch the next episode. That's how they get you these assholes. But like, okay. I thought it was like a fucked up show at first, but then like I started watching it and I'm like, okay, now I see why it's a good show. Cause like, I was like, are people actually enjoying this? Like what is wrong with people? People, okay, you know they made a whole series of movies called Saw. People like disturbing <laughs> shit. You know, if you put it on there and it entertains you, oh, they're gonna watch. Yeah, and okay, I'm gonna be honest. I I don't remember the Saw movies because, like, when they when the the oldest ones came out, I was like really young, and my dad would watch it, and I'll watch it with him because I wasn't really like sheltered when I was younger so I like watched the exorcist when I was like five years old <laughs> and my dad was like oh yeah we're naming your sister after her Reagan <laughs> and I was like oh okay uh, so. I used to watch the uh it literally I got to watch anything I wanted basically when I was a kid uh so I saw the screen I saw scream when I was like six I think <laughs> I don't remember how old I was when it came out but it was too young it was too young to watch butcherings of people but it's one of my favorite movies so i guess maybe it was i don't know i didn't kill anyone so you know that's good good. have you have you seen the new scream no but i looked up spoilers already because i'm impatient oh you're one of those people yeah listen i don't want to be one of those people (laughs) okay i don't want to be but what happens is i know with social media uh, it's gonna get spoiled for me before I can see it, and then I'm gonna be angry. So I'm like, listen, I could just look it up myself. It doesn't change the fact that I want to see the movie, so I'm still gonna see the movie. But 
I'm annoyed, like I'm pre-annoyed that I need to look it up because my brain's like, it's going to get spoiled. And then I go and I look it up and I'm like, ah, that would have been really fun to not know, but it's cool. I did. I, then I had to go see if Instagram had certain scenes that uh, were spoiled for me and they did. And I watched them and it was a delight. So. Dang. I, I don't know. I feel like watching the movie, like I don't like spoilers, but like, I like to like experience for myself. So I like avoid all spoilers, but I've never, I haven't seen the screen movie. I was going to go watch it, but then we figured out that like it was rated R and then like we even called the place to see if like my mom could buy the ticket, but then refund hers. And they're like, no, she has to watch the movie. I was like, what? Okay. Man. I don't know. My mom might, my mom and I might go to a movie. Uh, this weekend for my birthday and uh, I told oh, yeah. her that... your birthday's on Saturday happy early birthday yeah I'm so old uh, <laughs> everything just everything did you listen to my newest episode yet yes I did okay do you hear me talking about the tiktok kids on the side yes of the yeah. what was that about everything is making me feel old is what that's about <laughs> because I was literally driving thinking wow these children need help no, they need different kinds of help because they're on the side of the road dancing. Okay, <laughs> they had the phone on the ground and they were dancing, and I'm like, what if ah, they were? What if they were doing like an emergency dance? Like everyone's supposed to know like the emergency wave. <laughs> Again, apparently I'm too old. I don't know the emergency <laughs> dance. Okay, the, a younger person needs to drive by to help these kids because <laughs> Grandpa Travis here didn't. I kept on going because I saw choreographed dancing and i'm like well they sure don't need my kind of help and uh just everything has been making me feel tori was making fun of me because uh i'm constantly cold all of a sudden and i used to have a fan on and the window open in the winter and uh now i'm like let's crank that heat to 70 huh and i'm gonna go to bed and now she's like it's so damn hot in here and i'm like you're the one who's normally freezing you should be overjoyed that i'm not freezing you out anymore and she's like it's too damn hot and i'm like well i don't know what to tell you because travis is in pain because i'm so cold so uh yeah apparently 34 is the age where i just completely go downhill so Bro, I am so weird about when I when it's hot and cold. Like I hate I hate the freaking heat. Like when it's summer, I hate summer so much. It's so hot. But I like cold because I can like easily warm up, you know, because I in summer you like there's only there's only like so many clothes you have and it's like you need to put layers on to get cold and you know. Yeah. I don't necessarily hate the summer because I loved going hiking when it was sunny out. And I like that it's sunny, but I need a nice, cool breeze when it's so hot outside. Because if there's not a nice breeze, then, hey, what are we doing, weather? You're torturing (laughs) me. I do not live in Arizona for a reason. I want some mild temps outside, but I also don't want my joints hurting, (laughs) you know, old people stuff. So I need it just a little toasty. Just a little toasty is what I want. And enough, you know, so we could take our kid out and uh, it not be because he hates the direct sun in his face. 
And I'm oh, like, well, yeah. this is going to be great because it does that a few months after, <laughs> you know. Yeah, my favorite weather is when it's like really like not super cold outside, but like somewhat cold outside, and like there's like clear sky and it's super sunny. You're like Tori. Tori, Tori likes. That. <laughs> I like. I don't mind that, but if it's gonna be cold out, give me gloomy. I need gloomy in the sky what? if it's going to be cold out. It could be a nice a nice 60, you know, and then give me the sun. But if it's going to be 60, I also need some puffy clouds. I need puffy clouds in the sky. I need sun. I need 60. That sounds like a delight to me. Uh, I'm not a fan of 95-degree weather, and I'm not – I like the cold if it's going to snow, but it's not snowing like it used to. And uh, it's that's aggravating, you know. I want some snow. Barely got any this year. Did Alistair get to play in the snow when it snowed? Um, I don't remember if he walked around in it or not. Um, we might have just taken him to the back porch to look. The problem is we got traumatized because last year, uh, technically, last year was less than a month ago. But you know what I mean. In <laughs> yeah. Twenty. We went to a place that me and my buddy uh, went for a couple hikes because I knew it had snow, but I knew it was mainly flat. So I'm like, oh, he's going to love this. Like, what kid doesn't like this? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a two-hour drive. We got there. And uh, when we got there, he did not. Like, we opened the door, and it was Mm -hmm. so windy outside. He was basically, without saying it, like, hey, fuck this. Put me back in the car. Sorry you wasted your gas driving two hours, but I didn't ask to come here. So uh, that's basically what he did. And then he didn't get out of the car. And then Tori and I argued. And <laughs> it was basically a shit show. So then I went for a little walk and took the dog. And then uh, Tori wasn't even in the mood to go for Or maybe she went for a little walk. I don't know. But uh, Alistair was not fucking having it. Um, and I feel like that made it so this year we uh um well also uh from like september to the end of december i was working like between 11 and 13 hour days so i was too exhausted to do a lot so uh i don't you know if he got to play in the snow it's when i was probably at work (laughs) yeah well I mean, I like the snow, but I don't at the same time because it's, like, too cold. <laughs> and it gets in your shoes? You don't like yeah. when it gets in your shoes? No. Or, like, when you when when I used to play in the snow and I had, like, those gloves, but they weren't snow gloves. They were, like, the... The, the cheap ones you get from the store? Yeah, like, the soft ones. Oh, you mean and the I- ones that soak up all the water? Yeah, and I would play in it like pretend, like I thought it would like help my hands not be cold, but no, they were wet and cold, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, and then the pain sets in. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's and then cold, like go in- it's wet, and then a good breeze makes it hurt. And then you go inside and try to warm it up, but then it leaves like a tingling feeling in your hands. And then you got to just throw them away because there's no point in washing them. Yeah. Yeah, those gloves suck, but they are cute sometimes, but yeah. they suck. You got to get mittens. You can't go wrong with mittens. But they have to be like snow mittens. Well, I mean, yeah, that's basically what we're talking about here. We need snow (laughs) mittens. 
Oh, those would be like so cute if they were like colorful. Yeah, I like colorful. Yeah. So I'm going to be starting a little business. Um, I don't know. Then I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to name it like Clay Tactic because okay. I don't know. It's like I'm going to be making like these really cute like like ashtrays or like little dishes or like mugs and like you know those you know like those incense thingies those holder yes i'm gonna be making those too um so yeah when my clay comes and my tools come i'll be putting that on another instagram that i'll probably make what what was it called again um i think it's gonna be called a clay tastic but i don't know or no not not clay tastic clay tactic clay tactic that does sound better also, uh, okay. my friend has that podcast bomb test. So, oh yeah, it's very close. Uh, but I do, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, I wanted it to be Clay Nation, but that's already a thing. So that's that's kind of a big thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I have a feeling <laughs> there are probably a thousand different things named Claymation. No, Clay Nation with the N. Oh, Clay Nation. I thought you <laughs> said Claymation. That's why I laughed. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a big thing, actually, you know? Oh my gosh. What's Clay Nation? Um, I don't know, because I like before I make up names, I want to see if like anyone else thought of that name before me. So I looked it up and it was just another clay shop. Oh, okay. That's smart because I looked up Find Your Own Perfection before I started that brand and there was not a brand uh, with find your own perfection, but the abbreviation I use FYOP, I did not know that there was a band called fly your own plane and they put <laughs> FYOP on stuff. And then there's uh, this other page popped up on Instagram. This Asian dude has like a hiking shirt or something. And I think it said find your own pace or something. And, um, yeah uh but the whole thing is i own like it is mine i bought it fyop but it's with periods so oh, if yeah. i have to i have to watch these people because if they put <laughs> fyop on their clothing with periods i gotta go hey i don't want to sue you so can you <laughs> take the periods out please what if they ask you they're like hey can we use this I would tell him to take the periods out. I own it. <laughs> I did not pay for that shit for other people to use it. And the great thing is I can legally sue you if you use it and sell it. And then you have to pay me all the money you earned. Isn't that great? That's Dang. what happens when you buy <laughs> trademarks. Like I own, if someone sells a shirt or anything that says find your own perfection on it, that's mine. I own that. I paid the government money for that. I paid the government money for FYOP with periods. So those are mine. Those are Travis. And yeah. uh, my um, podcast name, it's funny you'd say that podcast. Uh, I looked that up before uh, I chose it. And there is not one other one. I was like, how did I get lucky enough that my first choice isn't taken? Because there are three millions i was gonna say thousands there are millions of podcasts now 90 percent of them are true crime podcasts and i'm not the biggest fan of those but there's still millions of podcasts 
that are named that. That are named what? It's funny you say that. No, no, no. There's no one. I mean, there's millions of podcasts out there. I got lucky and my first choice wasn't taken. So it's, it's... that's good. I know. I would. Do you know how happy I was? I was so what, happy. What was your inspiration to name that your podcast? Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the um, podcast Tiger Belly with Bobby Lee. Um, Have you heard that one? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, it is very, very funny. And I've been listening to it since they started. And mm-hmm. uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. And um, he used to, or he still does, actually. He always says uh, in, like, a very sarcastic way, you know, it's so funny you'd say that. Uh, uh-huh. So I just thought it was, like, the perfect podcast name. So I yeah. what I chose. That's clever. Well, technically, I stole it from a dude, but it's also a generic phrase. So yeah. technically, I just used a generic phrase. But uh, But I love it. That's good. Yeah. I know it's okay. Perfect. Oh yeah, this topic is the things that I hate about teachers. <laughs> um so the first thing I have written is I absolutely hate it when you're trying to like do your like independent work, you know, when like the teacher is like, "Okay, you need to get this done like you're working independently." Yeah. Okay, I hate it when those, like, bossy, rude teachers walk around and look at your paper to see if you're, like, drawing or on your phone. It's like, I'm trying to, like, play some tap-tap-dash, and I don't want to do this work, so, like, just, I'll do it later. (laughs) So, let me get this straight. I was on board. Until you brought up the thing you weren't supposed to be doing. Um, (laughs) I thought to myself before we recorded, I'm like, okay, uh, I am. You're 15, right? 15, right? Yes. Yes. So my whole point was I'm going to be 34 at the end of the week. So before we did this, I thought to myself, uh, because you sent me the picture of the notes and I thought. Yeah. I have complaints about teachers, but I wonder if my complaints fall in the same lines of your complaints. (laughs) And then you were talking about them, you know, walking around, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right on point for how I felt when I was in school. I fucking hated when I felt like the teacher was watching over me. I hate that now. I do not like to be fucking supervised because I, I do everything my own so way annoying. and I used to not be able to when I was younger but then you went into I just want to play a game on my phone no okay <laughs> but like you know when you're like not supposed to be doing something like you get bored and then you're just like oh I'll do it at home and then you like do something but then the teacher is like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> listen I being an adult now I will say there was so much pointless shit in school that does not help me as an adult. One of the biggest things I have issues with is that no one told me when I was in high school that I could do like running start or uh, I don't know if it's running start. Actually, that might be the one you go, when you go to college. Is that the one where you go is to college? Like, is that are you talking about like team? 
I don't know if they called it that when I was in school, but the it's one like where you can go like, learn a trade, like they had those opportunities when I was in school and I just didn't think anything of it. Uh, and in, no one ever told me that. I mean, because it should have been obvious. I don't give a fuck about doing schoolwork. And the problem is no one like teachers don't really at least most teachers, they don't look for what makes someone special. Mm -hmm. uh, they look for most of the time ways to make everyone the same and uh, find ways to keep everyone in the same box. And that's just a poisonous way to have children grow up. And uh, it's unfair to the kids that just don't learn that way because then they're failing classes and they're losing all motivation anyway. And it takes them down different paths. And uh, I mean, I love working manual labor that could have been, you know, flowered, you know, just mm -hmm. help me when I was a kid to understand that my strong suit was uh, I was funny and I like to do manual labor. Like just that's the route teachers should have focused on. Instead, it's just, hey, you failed this test again. And then I got to go, oh, that's because I didn't give a fuck enough to study. So <laughs> it's not the best route, but I just I could not like one of my problems is that we found out that I have the same autism that Alistair has. And I base that off of. Every time we had him tested like skill level and like mm -hmm. autism tests, I had the same fucking answers that he had. And then we went back and looked at like my progress reports when I was in like first, second and third grade. And mm -hmm. it literally screams this kid has autism and this kid just doesn't focus the same way other kids do uh, because pretty much unless it was weight training. Oh, and English. I really liked English. I was very, I used to be way better uh, at, uh, at my verbiage, but uh, I fucking loved English and I loved um, weight training, obviously. And yeah. people do not, or teachers do not fucking cater to kids anymore. But also on the same side, teachers get treated like shit. <laughs> so it's really hard to, uh, I'm shocked there are teachers still teaching because of the amount of shit they have to take from kids and students and just society in general. Yeah. It's uh, that I didn't think about until I got much older. And then like Tori knows uh, two or no one teacher. Um, and uh, he, you know, has to pay out of his own pocket for school supplies, which I think is bullshit. And uh, you know, they go home and do the same shit that basically they make the kids do, which is they go home and grade stuff. And mm -hmm. then teachers or kids have to go home and do way too much. I don't think homework should exist. It's no, terrible. it shouldn't. I actually yeah. just did a argumentative essay about that with my friend. With your friend? Yeah, it was actually, no, it was, uh, it was an assignment, but there was an option to either like write it out or make a podcast. And me and my friend were like, oh my God, we should do a podcast. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it. It, my, my problem, I was telling Tori this, my problem with like homework and the way school works 
is most jobs and people are finding this out now, which is why people don't want to go do most of these jobs for low pay. Um, most of these jobs don't want you to be creative or have an outlet or anything. They just want you to do the work and shut up and be okay with any treatment. School conditions us to feel like that's okay. It's basically, we have time to do this schoolwork in school, but we're going to make it so you have to go home and do it. And in a way, that's like showing us and conditioning us at a young age to take your work home with you and to be okay with taking your work home with you. So it's, it, it's not fair for kids. Like it's, it creates so many issues that don't help. Until my son who is four years old now and everything, how he's progressed uh, it, you can't do that unless you have someone who actually gives a shit and it's hard for someone to give a shit when you have to give a shit about 50 other kids. And, uh, it's, it's, I think, I think it, they need to revamp how they yeah. do school. It's like you're going to school for six to eight hours, which is a ridiculously amount, um, and then you're expected to go home and do it right after, like, and then they give us, like, some teachers don't even, like, accept late work, like, what if someone, because, like, nowadays, it's, like, on computers, like, what if someone don't have, like, good Wi-Fi, or what if they don't have a quiet space to work, like, what if that stuff is just for school, so I think homework should not be a thing either. Yeah, it, I really don't, I really don't get it. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know what the justification is for, um, I mean, I could see, I'm not opposed to people having to read for homework, but yeah. it's hard to learn something when you know you have to read to fill out paperwork. Uh, mm -hmm. Because all I ever did was skim until I found the answers. I never, nothing ever stuck. And if I learned this about me, uh, if I don't care at all, I legitimately don't even try for it. I just don't give a fuck. It means nothing to me. Yeah, that's how it used to be for me when I was in like elementary school. <sighs> School's accurate. I, yeah, like I, and, like I remember I had like a huge problem because like in the first grade, if I didn't want to go do something, I would say, I'd be like, can I use the bathroom? And I would say that like so many times a day. And then like, she'd talk to my parents and be like, you can't do that. Like you have to stay and do your work. Cause like, I used to get like, like the sick feeling when we had to do math. Cause I was really, really, really bad at it. And my teacher wasn't like a really good teacher. And so it would just give me so much anxiety that I would be like, oh, I need to use the bathroom. And yeah. I used to use the bathroom just to get out of the classroom because I, even as a young kid, uh, would start to feel like way too anxious and yeah. trapped. And uh, it, it's, I'm not a fan. I'm not, I'm not a fan of being stuck in a spot for too long. Yeah. And I think 
honestly nowadays like why are you forcing like you're literally forcing kids like you're forcing information into people's brains like you have to go like you're stuck there you can't go anywhere or you get in trouble and it's like why i think it's just conditioning yeah but i feel like i feel like after middle school you should have like a choice to go to high school well i don't agree with that because i think like it's good for kids to have structure I just think they need to they need to restructure the current structure because also uh, weight training was in high school. And that's why I love lifting weights so much. Uh, And also. I have a great work ethic, not because of schoolwork, but because after school, I had a job from 16 on. Uh, right when I turned 16, I got a job at Oak tree when it was still there. And right after like that taught me to, uh, like manage my time wisely. I needed to drive home immediately after school, get dressed, go straight to work. And it taught me to like, like at the end of the day, my day was structured. So I'd leave one thing to go to another And uh, I think that was really good for me. But also, school is valuable. It's just most of it is just kids not giving a shit. I Mm -hmm. don't know. I say this all the time to people. I don't know anything about everything. I don't know anything about everything. You could ask me all kinds of history questions. And I'm like, no, I was taught that. I just did not care. So it was really hard for me to want to retain that knowledge. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that is 99% of kids that are in school. There could be a better structure uh, and things that actually help you in the future. Yeah. Because it's just, you don't want to be like trapped in there for so long, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. School needs to, the system needs to change, definitely. It sure does. I'll tell you how I used to break when I I had a, a bike that didn't have any brakes, and I would ride it all through the town, and I would, <laughs> every time there was a stop sign, <laughs> I, I couldn't stop, so I had to run into the stop What the fuck? <laughs> And I remember this one time. There's a street where you can, like, if you're riding your bike, you can, like, see from both sides when you're a while away from the stop sign. So I didn't see any cars and I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) And that was going pretty fast. And I ran, this car was zooming into the stop sign. And I, I just turned my bike into this pole, and I was going like pretty fast. I wasn't like slowing down. I went boom right into there, and the people in the car started laughing at me, and I was so embarrassed. I have a question. Well, what? I have many. I have many questions. <laughs> you know, right off the bat, is did your feet, your little tootsies, did they reach the ground? 
Um, were you not tall enough to reach the ground? I I think I had like a pretty tall bike for my size because like I'm like pretty short and I was really short in middle school and this was like middle school, so probably. I mean, not, okay. Also, I here's, here's another question: uh, Did you wear shoes while you? Yes. Okay, you could have put your foot on the front tire, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, slowed it yeah. down a little bit. Like, let it drag on there, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, I know what you mean. I know, yeah. Also, also, here's here's something else. Uh, <laughs> you could have just stopped pedaling sooner. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't, like, paying attention, though. No, no, no that's cool. See... This is where, like, structure would be good for you because then you <laughs> learn that maybe I should pay attention. You know what? Actually, now let's – you know what? Hold on. Er, ironically, we're going to hit the brakes, something you never did. Uh, we're going to hit the brakes, okay? Now, what you, – you're terrifying me because you said you're about to get your license. <laughs> and now you're telling me a story about how you used to run into shit. To stop your bike. So now I'm imagining, well, here's a stoplight. Oh, well, that's not how you stop. You just run into the thing in front of you. So um, I didn't have any brakes on my bike. No, 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 that's cool. Um, will you at least get a car with brakes? Yes, but if okay. it doesn't have brakes, then I need to stop. I mean, throw a stick in the spoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do something instead of plowing in a stop. There's fucking people are just gonna call the police. There's a menace on the loose. Some fucking lady running into stop there signs was... with her fucking huffy. And <laughs> Jesus. There That's was fantastic. This... There was this one time where me and my friends got red leaf before school. And I we had to carry our drinks, but we had our bikes. And so there Dangerous was this combination corner. for you. <laughs> there was this corner and we were like gonna cross the street and out of nowhere this car just freaking comes in front of me so I had to like turn my wheel really fast and I bumped into like another pole and I spilled my coffee and I was so sad hold on when you say bump do you mean crash yeah okay (laughs) and I wasn't we're going to want to use the correct words. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't like, um, I wasn't going slow. Like I, I wasn't expecting a car to go because I didn't know that it's like, it wasn't like a street where cars would go. So I just was, assumed that there was no cars coming. <laughs> was this a, was this a corner that you could turn on or was it just like a, a corner and then you like like you're the main thing you should do is go straight. Like yeah. why couldn't you just turn instead of, you know, doing your whiplash move and spilling the coffee? <laughs> no, okay, so I'm riding my bike and I can't see like who's coming because there's bushes. And it's like a four ways. Okay. So like this way. Obviously, you can't see. What you know, I, I'm. You know, I'm imagining. You know. It's okay, okay, straight. You're looking straight, and then you look to the left and right, and like you know. Yeah, like a cross. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how I used to break when I was younger. Yeah, that's how you used to attempt to ride a bike when you were a child. <laughs> um, 
I'm shocked that you, you know, what's funny about this, when you brought this up, I'm like, you know, Tori's been hit by a car uh, when she was riding her bike as a kid. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, weird. Um, did Tori teach you how to ride bikes too? Like, <laughs> I, although I don't think she had a problem breaking. I think she just whipped out into traffic. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> how would you not like bruised and beaten from riding bikes um practice <laughs> okay yeah really good practice you really know how to hit those poles <laughs> you know it just takes a lot of dedication and practice and really good eyesight you know sometimes yeah. you miss those poles but you got to hit them dead on you know i went through a lot of tires you know and rims figuring this process out yeah. and a lot of coffees i tell you but uh, and I learned that you can't wear white because you might spill the coffee very easily or bleed because you're crashing constantly. So, you know, it's a lot of lessons that you learn when you're a child. Yep. It's fantastic. That's a great wear story. a helmet, kids. Wear seven helmets. OK, wear a full fucking bodysuit of pads because all we're doing is crashing from here on out. Yeah, it's great. It's really great stuff. But we, me and my mom, we've been practicing driving, and I'm not that good of a driver. But I've only driven like not that many times. Where does she and, take you to go driving? Um, the new high school parking lot. Okay. Yeah. I learned at a uh, G Loomis, where G Loomis is, that parking lot. There's a spot where you pull straight you like drive you pull into the parking lot uh you can drive straight down and there's like a stop sign with like a blind corner uh and you can oh, only I turn think left I know what you're talking about no you don't uh anyway so um i say no you don't because i don't think you do um <laughs> no i'm like imagining and i are you talking about where it's like the back roads i mean like, sort to of get, to get to uh like safeway like the back roads yeah then yeah i know because there's that one where it's like there's a stop sign but there's like the road like and you have to like look behind you well no no no. i'm talking about like in the parking lot of g loomis there's a stop sign oh then i don't know what you're talking oh about. cool so we can just go back to the part where i said you didn't know and then <laughs> <laughs> you're making me sound like an asshole anyway um this is literally what you get when you listen to my podcast. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> my, my mother, my mother took me there to learn how to drive. So while you're driving in that parking lot, we used to just do laps around the parking lot because it taught me to go to this stop sign. Stop. You can't see on your left. So you kind of creep forward. Uh, and uh, I mean, this was such a, no pun intended, roundabout way to uh, to get to where we're at here, which is I was just going to suggest that G. Loomis is a good place to learn as well. <laughs> that's, that's, all. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> that was funny. That's good shit. Yeah. <sighs> okay. The next topic is the New Year's re resolutions and why you yeah. hate them so much. Yeah, no, uh, you trashed me. I heard the podcast. <laughs> at me, okay, You came at me real hard, didn't appreciate it. Okay, listen. Listen. 
So <laughs> this is how I feel about New Year's resolutions. Okay. Now, on one hand, I think they're great because there are some people who, if they write something down, and then they share it with other people. They are far more motivated to fulfill those resolutions because they'll feel outside pressure. That's not like bad pressure, but good pressure because they want to achieve something. And they'll feel like they have you know an audience behind them and people supporting them. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect of it. But the part that I absolutely hate is that people make it seem like you have to have a new year's resolution just because the clock hit 1201. (laughs) That shit drives me fucking banana sandwich. Okay. You shouldn't be forced to make these resolutions. No one's forced to. What? No, no, no. No I know. know, know. Sorry. Pressured to, because there's, (laughs) also outside pressure from society that makes you think, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. Now, you're not supposed to do it. It's something you can do. And I think people who are very motivated by that and have a new one every year, it's great. I think it's absolutely great. Um, But it can lead people who are already prone to failure to fail more because they put too much... Some people... They fail when they're under pressure and some people thrive under pressure. Now you can like say losing weight, for example, you can lose weight if you just find a way to stick to it outside of making a resolution and putting it down and saying, this is what I have to do. Because most of the time when you put it down on a piece of paper or you tell someone you could fall into the trap of, oh, well, now I feel like it's more of a chore than something I'm doing for myself to feel achievements. So if you can do it yourself and feel like it's not something you're forced to do, I think you find a higher success rate. And with New Year's resolutions, I feel like that puts a pressure. That's why a lot of people and there's an ongoing joke about it, uh, like the gyms are packed. January and February, and then they go back to normal in March because Mm -hmm. most people have stopped going or they gave up on their resolution. Now, the problem here is like, I can't always get to the gym, but if I wrote Mm -hmm. down that I had to go certain days and I didn't go, it would make me feel like a failure. Now, when I don't put pressure on myself to feel forced to go, I'll go four times a week, random days, and I feel amazing for it because I didn't put pressure on myself. I made it so it was something that I enjoyed to enjoyed doing instead of feeling like it was just another chore that I had to do because it's on a list. So I'm yeah. not saying New Year's resolutions are bad. I'm saying they can be, I hate this word. Oh boy, do I hate this word because it's overused, but they could feel toxic to some personalities. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like, I didn't think about it that way because like, I feel like I know what you mean by like, it feels like a chore because that is one of my <laughs> resolutions is to work out and 
like lose weight. But I, I, it's really, really, really difficult because it just feels like a chore. No, I, I didn't realize. It. I didn't realize that in my head though, until now. When you, you will see. Okay, <clears throat> if, like, if you were to just go for a walk every day, uh-huh. if you didn't make it so you had to go for a walk every day if you changed it to i get to go for a walk every day it becomes a luxury it no longer feels like it's a chore and that you have to do it it then becomes a luxury you get to do and then you can actually appreciate being outside more and doing the thing you want to do because then it's not only oh well i'm doing this for my health but i'm also doing this because i enjoy it Yes. Oh my gosh. I will try that. I'll be like, I get to work out today. Yeah. It's like. So you just trick your brain. Oh, you know what? Okay. Yes. (laughs) Basically. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) when you were asking me about topics, uh, one Mm -hmm. of the things that I thought of was, and I don't, uh, I don't remember why I thought of this, but it's something I thought of, uh, It's not necessarily about tricking your brain, but you can um, convince yourself, I guess, of something like we do it every day with negative things. So I was listening to Adam Carolla years and years and years ago, and he said on his podcast something that I never forgot. Now, I don't always do this, but I do it a lot and it actually is very helpful. Even if you're having the worst day people don't want that laid on them. So if you're having a bad day and you're not great, if someone asks you, Hey, how's it going? It's your choice to either say, well, I'm doing terrible and this and this and this is bothering me and laying your frustrations onto another person and letting that kind of bury everyone around you. Instead, you can sit there and you can just say, Oh, I'm good. How are you? If you, tell people you're good, eventually you actually feel like you are good. I, it might seem like it doesn't work, but it a hundred percent does because number one, I've done it. I used to do it constantly when people ask me how I am. Um, but also number two is on the flip side of that, we constantly drag ourselves for things we hate about ourselves and Mm -hmm. you literally sit there. And even if it's just to yourself, You tell yourself things you hate about yourself. If you stopped doing that and you only told yourself things you love about yourself, it doesn't make those other things go away, but it does make them less painful. And telling people, hey, I'm good. How are you? Actually makes it so you feel good. And then it doesn't Mm -hmm. become something like that you feel like you're forced to say. It becomes something that actually feels good saying. And then it makes you think, wow, I do feel really good. Because every single time I've let that slip away from me, I notice that eventually I get down the road and I'm miserable again. And then I start to do it again. And then it makes me feel better. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it makes sense a lot. But also, if you're that type of person to just, like, hate yourself, like, okay, what you said made, like, a lot of sense. And I I think people should try it. But wouldn't that just be, like, bottling your like feelings away and stuff like that i could see how you would think that just like packing it down 
No, no, no. Because you can like, I'm talking about like everyday interactions. Like if you're having a bad day, you don't need to tell everyone you're having a bad day. Yeah, true. You can just say, I'm good. That doesn't mean you don't need to have that. But listen, I'm a firm believer that you cannot just have good days. If you don't have the bad days, you do not appreciate the, the good, good days. days. Yeah. You need you need a balance of both. These yeah. people mm-hmm. who are overly positive drive me fucking insane. <laughs> well, because maybe in reality unrealistic. they're not that What was that? Maybe they try to like think they're trying to like make people think that everything is going to be okay, but like maybe when they like get home or behind closed doors, they're like stressing about about everything, but it's just saying like it's going to be okay. That's fair because it is kind of what I just said, but you still (laughs) (laughs) well, the whole thing is have those days where. Like, okay, so again, everyday interaction. It's okay to be not okay. (laughs) No, I'm aware of that. Uh, (laughs) Don't overread what I'm what I'm writing here. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not okay to not be okay. No, uh, I know. I I was just yeah, like telling. I don't want people to hear what I'm saying and think, oh, I don't, uh, I don't agree with him because he's being unrealistic. Why should you just bottle everything? no. No, hold on. Let me let me finish. I don't want people, this is what I, I'm not saying you, I just mean like anyone listening. I don't want them to think I'm saying bottle everything up and just pretend like it's not there. What I'm saying is you can go around to people and you can tell them I'm good, even if you don't feel good. And eventually the feeling gets there. That doesn't mean you don't have the negative stuff. No, and, I totally know what you're yeah, saying. But you also need an outlet for the negative stuff. Like if, like you do need those people. You you should have people you can talk to about the negatives. Yeah, like your best friend. You're not just gonna tell like everyone everything. Yes. So like just have like also, that one best friend. Or get a therapist if you don't have friends. <laughs> 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 you okay, see, you don't need to go to the grocery store and when the cashier goes, How's your day going? Going, Oh, it's shit. And then yeah. unload on them because now they feel like their day got dampened you know what i mean yeah i know yeah yeah so it's basically just saving everyone that things are good and then eventually you will feel better it doesn't make the bad things go away uh you know other things do you know working through them but uh but yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) um oh yeah so with that being said, um, since we're talking about that, let's talk about self-confidence. Let's talk and about it. your thoughts on self-confidence. Um, well. Like, what, do you, what are your steps to achieving self-confidence? Uh, I have to, like, I don't know. It's weird to me because I've said for the longest time I'm the most – insecure confident person you've ever met because i am insecure about like i'm partially insecure about my weight but i still feel good about myself i am insecure like i feel great when okay so here's how like i feel confident about like my podcast Mm -hmm. i will 
not feel good going into it, <laughs> then I will record it and I will feel okay about it. Or I'll think, fuck, was that even good enough to post? Or, you know, whatever. If I have a lot of editing to do, then I'll feel aggravated that maybe it's not that great. But then I will listen to it again. And I'm like, oh, this actually is good. And then I get a confidence boost. And then maybe it doesn't get the reaction I'd like it to. So then the confidence goes down a little bit. But then I remind myself, I'm like, hey, fuck face. You're doing this for you. Okay. You want people to listen to it, but you're doing it for you. I call my podcast our collective therapy for the week because it's literally me venting or it's I like to make jokes. So I will think of a bunch of different topics and I will think of just sarcastic shit to say about it or I will overdo it, you know, and say things that I don't always mean, but it's funny. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's I don't know. I think it is insincere to tell someone else they should feel confident about something because Mm -hmm. I mean, you're trying to be nice or whatever, but I don't feel like it's almost like people need to understand themselves what makes them feel confident, not other people telling them what should make them feel confident, because that's also how you start to feel shitty about yourself. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've always, I don't know. I don't give into peer pressure very often. Mm -hmm. I also like I try to feel calm like I don't know I'm trying to explain this <laughs> I uh I don't know my because I have a pretty high confidence level but at the mm-hmm. same time I have a lot of uh not necessarily insecurities but doubt I guess um mm. and usually it's this long road of fuck yes I'm awesome as fuck uh turns into a small speed bump of no you're not no you're not no one gives a shit about anything you're doing no one gives a fuck about this or that and it literally my insecurities stem from not what people think about me personally but what people think about the things I'm doing and I think that Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with the fact that I feel like I've done a lot of bad shit in my life um and how I feel about the things I do. So it's, it's like my, my confidence is it's, I feel like confidence in general is up and down. And I think the important part is trying to hold on to the up for as long mm-hmm. as possible without feeling anxiety about it and just letting you feel that confidence. Because then when you're not feeling confident, you at least have something to look back on and can, uh, can, can, can remember that you can at least, achieve this other thing you were feeling um but i do think again it's important to feel the lows because then again when you feel confident again about something also it's like starting something you're not confident when you start but then you gradually get better and better and then you get in that mode of fuck yes i'm awesome yeah you gotta like fake it till you make it which is literally what I said you should do when you <laughs> say hi to people. Next topic I want to talk about is... We're talking about death, okay? okay? And what I was saying is... 
Um, okay, hang on. I'm trying to think. Is I was th- saying that I don't want to offend anyone, but I don't believe in God. Like, I don't believe that there's like a heaven or hell. But I do like going to church because I like to listen to what other people say, even though I like don't believe in it. But I like to like hear people talk about it. I understand that. Um, I will say that when I was a kid, I used to constantly make jokes that God didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to think it was extremely silly. And as an adult now, like this is recent, mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe in God, which kind of feels like a cop out, but... <laughs> I will say that I find myself talking to God more as an adult. Mm-hmm. So recently I made a mistake and then I had enough time to fix that mistake uh, before it buried me a little bit. And I remember specifically the moment where I was, I was sitting there and I, I said to myself, but I said, thank you, God. I don't know if you're there or not, but thank you for allowing me to find the time to fix this mistake instead of letting me immediately suffer for the mistake I made. And Mm I don't know if it was God or if it was just timing, but for some reason, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, I mean, I work a lot. I have my podcast. I have Tori. I have Mm -hmm. Alistair. I have a lot of priorities. I have bills. I pay the majority of them in the household. If Mm -hmm. I weren't doing what I was doing, then, you know, our lives would be completely different. So I have a lot of this pressure that you don't feel when you're a kid. You feel other pressures uh, that are completely legitimate. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I hate is when adults don't value the pressures that kids feel. And so the pressures that I feel as an adult, vastly different. And they're, they weigh heavier on me than the like anything else that I felt growing up. So I'm at a point where it's like, it's nice to, I don't want to say use God as a crutch, but it does. There is a sense of relief when you feel like you have someone that might be in your corner when you're feeling pressure. Uh, It does feel Mm -hmm. like the fact that I, I said, thank you for something that I don't know if it was a God that did this or not, but I mean, it does help you feel slightly better about mistakes you've made and mistakes you can fix. And when you fix them and it, it don't, you know, take the credit away from yourself for fixing them. But again, it kind of does feel like you actually, because it's hard when you're an adult to feel like you have everyone in your corner because everyone has their own responsibilities and shit going on. So I've recently felt that like, I'm not going to fucking church. Fuck that. I hate (laughs) church with a passion because that isn't 
what I would consider God or mm. whatever. I hate religion passionately. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to everyone. I don't think that it's okay the way they basically treat people that they feel are inferior because yeah. that's not what I was told when I was a kid religion was, but, mm-hmm. um, so again, I think there's a huge difference between religion and God. Uh, and yeah. I'm not, when I said, thank you, I was not saying thank you to this group of people. I was saying, thank mm-hmm. you to, and it almost feels like you said, I said, thank you to myself for fixing something, but it, you know, you know, again, talk too much, but uh, long story short, I feel like it's nice to feel like you have someone in your corner. And yeah. if, you know, it's not necessarily someone that you can feel or touch, but in a way it kind of feels like, you know, you're not completely buried. Yeah. Cause I understand that too. And like, when I say that, when I tell people that I don't believe in God, I that does not make me a narcissist or not a narcissist, an atheist. Makes <laughs> <laughs> up the words there. Um, an atheist, because I do believe in a lot of other stuff. Yeah. But so yes, I totally understand that. And for I'm not saying that like um that God like isn't like oh if you believe in god like you're wrong like that's not what i'm saying but like i do understand how people feel like that and the thing is for me when i talk about when i think about death is i think of all these theories that everyone has like heaven or hell or reincarnation or things like that and i think of all of it but then i'm like what if there's like nothing like you just die so, because I'm a very spiritual person, but I just have these thoughts sometimes like, wait, what if we're all just thinking of, like, we're overthinking it and it's just nothing? Yeah, that's fair because I've thought about that before. Like, life is just one big light switch. And, yeah. uh, and I've thought that, and well, actually, here's another issue I have I have a problem with people who say, well, we're all going to die, so what's the fucking point? It's like, I okay, am well, a then... huge person who says that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that is, now I don't want to make you feel bad, but the no, dumbest no, fucking okay. statement I've ever heard. Do you know why? Because it shows that you don't appreciate everything you have. And the reason I say that, now people might think they do, but if you're just like, what's the point? I'm going to be dead one day. Yeah, we're all going to be dead. So you'd rather just go through life not appreciating and enjoying all the stuff you get and all the feelings you get to feel. And when it's fucking sunny out or goddamn freezing and I'm in pain, you know what I mean? Just appreciate yeah. it all. Like it, there's shit going on. And, and then there's, you know, positives that we could feel. But the mentality of where well, we're all just going to die one day, it's like, yeah, that is 100% correct. Yeah, so I... But you're I, not dead right now. I know, but when I when I mean, when I say that, that is exactly what I mean, is there's so much here, so why are we going to, like, when I say, like, we're going to die, what's the point? Like, you know, when you want to do, like, risky things, and, like, people are like, oh, that's, that's embarrassing if you do that, or, oh, like, 
that's that's gonna that's not gonna be good for you it's like i'm gonna do it because it's my life and we're gonna die anyways so okay well you know what i mean yeah that's different than what i was thinking you meant because what i meant was the people who won't do those things like the depressed emo like the like people who are like depressed and they're like we're gonna die someday yeah like and they don't like there's zero appreciation for i had a saying for my fyop brand that i never really continued using but it Mm -hmm. was appreciate breathing because everyone appreciates everything you know or not i shouldn't say that i just literally said people don't appreciate things people appreciate (laughs) certain things but literally the number one thing we should all appreciate is just appreciate breathing that's right that's literally we don't think about that too what I said, I feel like people don't really, like, realize that, like, this could be, like, we could be, like, suffocated, and then that's it. Like, there's no more, so you got to appreciate it. Yeah, everything. Appreciate the breathing. Yeah. This is the end of the podcast. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. Shout out. It's funny you say that podcast. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Go check out his Instagram. It's funny you say that podcast. Is that your Instagram, right? That is my Instagram. Yeah, and then if you haven't followed mine, go follow mine. It's it's really not that serious podcast. Or no, it's really not that serious. Nine nine nine. You just got saved by the bell, bitch. <laughs>